Welcome to your Lot and Parcel podcast. Our mission is to emphasize the importance of preserving historic landmarks for future generations, mental health, physical well-being, and a safe family home environment. We value your monetary support. Here's your host, Benjamin F. Diaz. My guest today is speaking to those contemplating marriage. What makes marriage so difficult and challenging today? Well, she'll be speaking to that. She holds a Bachelor's of Science in Economics from New York University, a Master's in Business Administration from Rutgers University, and a Master's of Science in Marriage and Therapy from the Seattle Pacific University. Here she is coming to us from the state of Connecticut, Julie Hall. Thank you, Julie, for coming on your Lot and Parcel show. I appreciate your taking time to be with us and to join us. Before we get into our discussion, which, I'm, by the way, I'm looking forward to uh, hear what you have to say about those that are contemplating marriage. Uh, but, but before we get into that discussion, please tell us about yourself and the field of discipline that you're in, Julie. Sure. Hi, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, um, and I um, work with couples. I work with families, individuals. Mm-hmm mostly um, adults, but some teens as well, mm-hmm. um, on uh, issues, uh, area of, areas of focus ranging from anxiety, depression, abuse, trauma, mm-hmm. um, conflicts in um, the uh, family dynamics or couple relationships. So, um, you know, across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good. Uh, I, um, you know, many of us hear about therapy, you know, but what is what is therapy? I mean, and and also by the same token, what is it not? And what's your role in that particular setting, Julie? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say that therapy is um, a practice that um, in which the intention is to uh, really check in with and develop a deeper connection with your internal world. I call it our internal world, mm-hmm. what is happening within us, um, our thoughts, our feelings, the stories that we tell ourselves, um, things that we have been through. It is a practice of connecting with these places within us so that we can manage them and they are not managing us. Mm-hmm. Right, so that Good. we can manage them. Well, um, that's, uh, that's yeah. an interesting concept uh, because, <laughs> you, you know, it can uh, control you. And uh, so it's just a matter of uh, how you're, you talk to yourself, apparently, right? Uh, and uh, so that's great. That's great. You know, when in the subject matter that we're going to be talking about marriage, uh, mm-hmm. of course, marriage is a beautiful institution. Uh, mm-hmm. However, from your observation, what makes it difficult and challenging? these days, Julie? Um, Marriage is beautiful, as you said. Um, It is challenging for, I think, a lot of different reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it could be challenging um, because there are a lot of things that can be stressful for us in our Mm -hmm. our day-to-day, right? When we experience stress, 
we can show up not always as our most peaceful regulated self we can show yeah. up yeah. um you know with you know to the people around us um in um in ways that are um like i describe it as kind of us being sort of armored up right mm -hmm. we can show up you know in what we would describe as threat response we can show up um mm -hmm. angry hostile um we can show up maybe withdrawn um mm -hmm. and that can have an impact mm -hmm. on our relationship it can have an impact in you know on the safety of the relationship um it can activate our partners i always say our partners have the highest capacity to co-regulate us which means kind of bring us into a peaceful place and mm -hmm. also the highest capacity to activate us to trigger <laughs> us right so yeah, yeah yeah um you know so i think i think stress is really a big challenge in in the relationship just the mm -hmm. stress of life the stress of things that happen mm -hmm. outside of us um coupled with also things that we haven't necessarily dealt with right mm. in our own lived experience that can show up in marriage um our history of any kind of trauma um mm. how we grew up you know all of that can show up in the relationship and um without you know without really kind of working through it it can become conflict right mm. that those things can show up um in a, sure. in a way that is combative yeah. in relationship. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, um, you're associated with someone, uh, not only for that, you know, when that moment you met, but uh, you're taking on her, the, the whole history of that person. And, That's exactly right. Yeah. That's so, exactly it, uh, uh, Julie, I've been married 49 years. No kidding. Yeah, well, probably, maybe we should, the table should turn. You're the expert. Yeah, wow, maybe I'm an, it's an anomaly anymore, probably. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, you know, and yeah, you, you go through lots of things, you know. But what would you, if you were to put uh, your finger on one or maybe two or three uh, catalysts that lead to uh, challenging uh uh, what what would that be? Uh, uh, I think maybe sometimes it's finances. Uh, we're mm -hmm. facing a recession. Uh, you hear that we're not in a recession, but uh, my background tells me that we are. Uh, but what, what what would you say to that? Uh, great question. I think finances for sure. I think yeah. finances, especially you know, in you know the state that we're in, they can uh, finances can lead to stress. I think the things that you know, if there are children in the relationship, I think that can be, mm -hmm. you know, that can lead to a high degree of stress um, that can lead to conflict in the marital relationship. How do we co-parent if the children, mm -hmm. you know, if the child is going through something, how do we navigate that? Yes. Um, that can be activating in the relationship. I think another one, too, is loneliness. Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by that is, you know, what we can often find in sort of modern day uh, marital relationship is an expectation that our partner sort of fills all these spaces for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, our, our partner is our therapist. Our partner is the person who, you know, takes care of all of our emotional, physical, all of our needs. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be a, a heavy burden. 
Um, and it can also be, um, I would say, unreasonable um, in that we are really, you know, I really believe that we are um, built to be in community with more than just our partners. Certainly mm -hmm. that's the paramount relationship, mm -hmm. right? But building friendships, right? Having relationship with extended family, all of those matter. All of those are important in building up our sense of self, our sense of belonging. And what can happen in the marital relationship is when we put all of that burden on the marital relationship and it doesn't feel fulfilling, it mm -hmm. can activate in us a loneliness that can cause stress in the marriage. Yeah. Um, my, my goodness. Uh, so let me yeah. ask you, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood portrays it, you know, once you get married, you live happily ever after. Uh, <laughs> is it, I'm tongue in cheek, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I, uh, not really the case uh, many times there's challenges along the way many many challenges um and uh but 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 what i have found you know of course this is after the fact after getting married uh, you you uh either you will work together on issues uh or 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 problems that come along your way there or you don't uh, so mm. no, you, you have to be in the, on the same, uh, I say this not only on the same page, same paragraph, but right on the same sentence and handling, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you uh, mitigate uh, after the fact issues? How do you do that? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I would say for the most part, um, more important than the rupture, right? Any rupture that happens in the relationship is repair. Mm. Right. If I can repair well in my relationship, um, that is really powerful. That yes. is a healthy foundation for yes. a sustainable, effective, connected marital relationship. Um, how do we repair well? You know, what I really believe is that what can happen even in the therapeutic space, often in the therapeutic space, is we're pointing fingers at the other. Mm-hmm. Right. It becomes kind of this blame game and the therapist is, you know, the intention that the couple has is that the pair, the therapist sides with one or the other. Um, and, you know, uh, either aligns with one person's point of view or another's. And that's not, I think, the intention in the therapeutic space. Certainly not my intention. My intention is that the couple feels more connected. And I really believe that the first way of doing that is to recognize what is on my side of the street. Mm -hmm. What has happened on my side of the street that has impacted the safety of our relationship? The more that I can actually look to myself, right, in the relationship, the more that my partner, in fact, wants to come toward me, the safer I become. You know, I always say the... Um, the, the strongest quality, this is what I believe, you tell me if this resonates for you, the strongest quality as far as tapping into the health of a relationship, it's not communication, it's not love, it's not respect. What I really believe is it's humility. It's humility, mm. right? If I can look at what I have contributed that has impacted the safety of the relationship, my contribution to pain. I can, if I can look at that first, there's such power in that as far as repair. Mm -hmm.
I tend to agree with you. Um, many times when, uh, and of course, uh, being truthful with one another, you know, uh, if you have two contemplating a marriage, you have to be truthful. Sometimes we tend to, the tendency is to put, you know, your best, you know, uh, um, well, uh, if you forgive me, a facade, you know, sometimes it is mm -hmm. a facade, you know, but you got to be truthful in communication and uh, get through all that. Uh, how do you feel about children? How do you feel about this? My career? What, you're, what are you going to do? What are our, uh, sharing responsibilities is another thing. Uh, um, you know, what is going to be your role and my role? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say that's uh, something to discuss? Uh, I think that's crucial. I think yeah, it's crucial yeah. to be explicit about expectations. Um, expectations of self, expectations of your partner. Um, the more explicit we can be about, you know, our desires. And we don't always know everything about what we want. But mm -hmm. as much as we are, you know, as much as we know, as much as we can honestly, truthfully, you know, bring to the forefront, I think the healthier and the, the relationship is going to be right because you're not dealing with um uh expectations that were not there when you initially you know made your marriage vows right so i truly believe that's right that you know it's really important for us to be upfront honest have some of those what we describe as courageous conversations they're not always the most comfortable conversations no that's true um, you know, and that's why a lot of people do come to a third party to help navigate some of those conversations. And, you know, I think what I often hear from couples is, well, I don't know how to bring that up, you know, or that just seems like, you know, it seems kind of uncomfortable, you know, and, and, you know, what I, this is what the reason that I, the language I use is it's a courageous conversation. Mm -hmm. the, as much as it can feel uncomfortable, that doesn't mean it's not good. That doesn't mean it's not important, exactly. you know. And, and so, a third party is in therapy. <clears throat> Premarital counseling can be helpful in mm -hmm. bringing to surface some of those conversations that wouldn't necessarily happen organically. You know, things like finances or expectations of the household. And so, mm -hmm. you don't always need a therapist to navigate that, um, but you know, it, it can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the therapist, uh, uh, such as in your case, you're there to uh, facilitate communication, right? Would that be a, would that be a fair summary? Um, yeah, I think uh, absolutely. I think the therapist is really there to help um, couples speak to one another, communicate mm -hmm. um, with one another in a way that preserves that, in fact, enhances their connection. Mm hmm. Right. Um, you know, I would say for me, my practice in therapy is to help couples um, tap into more vulnerable conversations, um, more honest, vulnerable yeah. conversations in a way that can feel safe. How do I hold my partner's vulnerability? Right. Sometimes our partners share and we don't know what to do with it. And so then our partners can feel that and they shut down. Right. The message that they got is, OK, I tried to get vulnerable and my partner didn't know how to handle it. So I'm not going to maybe do that again. What we try to do in the therapeutic practice is to help couples um, build ways, techniques to actually hold their own 
vulnerability and also mm -hmm. the vulnerability of their partner. Mm -hmm. Good. So, uh, so you listen more to their uh, your partner's emotions and not so much uh, the words. Maybe is the way I that's, see it. Right? That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And that's you yeah. know. My modality in therapy is something called emotion-focused therapy, which is mm -hmm. really that. We are listening to what is actually happening from the emotional experience. Yeah. Rather than maybe what you can show your partner on the surface, right. Right, what's actually happening underneath, right? And what's the history of that? We also try to help couples tap into their own lived experience what they have brought with them to the marital experience right, right? the relationships they've brought with them the um uh, the um, you know i describe it as traumas the patterns the narratives that they've brought with them i help try to help couples talk about those in ways that can be effective in building up and strengthening their connection yeah very good yeah yeah this other question here may be a little superfluous, but I'll ask it anyway. Are morals and values foundational to a healthy marriage? Um, I, would say, say I would say aligned morals and values are mm -hmm. incredibly important yes. um, to the relational experience. I sometimes have couples um, go through an exercise um, that, in fact, are you familiar with Brene Brown? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brene Brown, she's a therapist, uh, she's a researcher, she's an author, she's written tons of books. She also has a podcast, and on one of her first podcasts of 2022 is called Living Into Your Values. Mm. And um, I sometimes have couples walk through the exercise of tapping into their core values um, so that they can talk about kind of the shared alignment of those values in the relationship um, because values really help direct us yeah right? they help guide us and if we're misaligned in our values then that can lead to a lot of conflict and disruption absolutely you are listening to your lot and parcel podcast Please tell a friend and support the educational program by leaving us a rating or review. We thank you in advance. We are visiting with someone that is very dedicated in providing premarital counseling. She's also experienced in mindfulness and trauma training, in part due to her personal experiences. She's ready and willing to assist you, and to contact her, you will find the link in the show notes. Here she is. Julie Hall. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Julie, over the years, uh, of course, I've marriage, every marriage, as we know, it's not a perfect marriage. There will be differences, right? Differences mm -hmm. and opinions and likes and dislikes and all that. But I think what has helped and, and helps others is to have the same goal. Mm -hmm. uh, we're both involved in community service. And mm -hmm. uh, in fact, on a weekly basis. And of course, like I said, we do have differences sometimes. But that right there um, brings us uh, together, unites us. Uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's the bigger picture. 
in life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's your guiding light. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I see that as a, as what she meant a lot of it, maybe Mm -hmm. quite frank with you. Um, But there will be, um, like I said, there there will be challenges and uh, it's a matter of showing uh, yielding, uh, showing deference to the other, um, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And uh, lots of humility. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. So, uh, you know, it, uh, it's, uh, we're all a work in progress. I tell you that much we, we all are. And true. it's just a matter of, uh, you know, looking at the bigger picture was more important here and, and, and move forward. I have a, another question here. And I tell you, I want to ask you this because I have a, have a family member that, uh, uh married this gal, really, really nice gal, but the cultures are very different. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, that can, that can certainly bring up challenge. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think, again, it really, um, really depends on our openness to one another, mm-hmm. right? You know, I am in a relationship, I've been married 16 years, so certainly not as long as you, yeah, my well, friend, we, but... Um, doing, doing well, yes. <laughs> well, and, uh, and we come from very different cultures my oh. culture is indian american my husband oh, okay. you know grew up you know in uh seattle um you know white american home and so mm-hmm. we um we came together with very different cultural backgrounds mm-hmm. and i think the what has helped us is to really um give ourselves permission to explore um with an open heart mm-hmm. um other cultures what my husband really loves about my culture is that it is a very um communal culture right Mm -hmm. it's a culture in which you know extended family is um you know very much a part of the day-to-day right Mm -hmm. Um, and he he really appreciates that it's not particular particularly familiar to him and his family and so he he is really taking from my culture and just you know the things that he really appreciates that in fact enhances his life mm-hmm. you know similarly you know he his cult he grew up camping and doing all kinds of things that i had never done growing up and mm-hmm. you know i joke my husband got me my first headlamp um <laughs> and i yeah. you know never used one of those before but you know the things that he grew up with has in fact enhanced my life right and so you know i think that's um that's perhaps a way to navigate in different cultures is what about this culture in fact can enhance and enrich me right that can be really a a positive influence in my life um and if both people can have that kind of mindset mentality or practice that kind of mindset mentality then i think it could lead to just you know much deeper enrichment and connection in the family. I think so. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. Because uh, mm-hmm. as you indicated, there are some cultures that are very communal, uh, very family-oriented, you know. They're right. arguing back and forth, you know, across the table. And before they leave, I, I love you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so true. So true. Yep. Yep. You've so, been in my, you've been in my, my, you've been uh, listening in our, our family <laughs> household. Yep. Oh, very typical, very typical, very mm-hmm. typical of these things. But 
Um, to mention uh, something about my family member, he, uh, he I'll, I'll tell you how he communicated with her because of different language. He used the Google Translator. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And uh, they were able to develop a relationship, finally got no married. No kidding. And, uh, yeah, and uh, happily married, you know. And uh, I'm not sure who's who's learning whose language, but, uh, uh, you know, they're they're doing well. They're know. making it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful. And it's, again, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, sometimes we can kind of write that off. But, you know, your family member's story is, you know, a testament that it's not impossible, right? Exactly. That, if you have that willingness yeah yeah is there such a thing as a soulmate (laughs) what do you think and we hadn't talked about that but it just struck me you know is there such a thing goodness i don't know i don't know i really don't know you know uh, to be candid with you i don't know i think that um marriage is a covenant between two people um and that is a sacred covenant um Mm -hmm. and i think that soulmate that the term can um, be very heavy Mm -hmm. um you know um but i don't know if i i really believe there is that one person i think people in our lives meet sort of different needs and i think the most important relationship is that with our spouse i think so i think so because I, I've heard, uh, you know, someone uh, attest to the fact, well, he's uh, he's my soulmate, uh, mm. which I think I think what it is, it's uh, it's um, the fact that they uh, work together and and build on things together. You know, uh, I think it's a lot of that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, so. But then, <clears throat> of course, when you're contemplating marriage, uh, <laughs> some some have said, well, you marry that gal, you're going to marry her her home family <laughs> right i don't know what what are your thoughts on that whether in-laws and extended family do you think sometimes they make things a little difficult for you i think they certainly can i've certainly yeah, you I know sat so. with couples where extended family can cause real real rift and conflict in the marital relationship and mm-hmm. um not always you know no. some people don't particularly have that kind of relationship with their family that's mm-hmm. where one of the things that i really try to help clients practice particularly couples is what does it look like for them to have yeah. healthy boundaries mm-hmm. in their relationship right mm-hmm. that really the marriage their relationship is theirs first and foremost and that relationship is one that has to be preserved and protected first and foremost exactly they are the first and foremost unit yes please exactly i, I think uh, you're the one that should have control mm-hmm. uh, you know how others treat you and so forth because um, i've seen both sides of the coin where uh, you have in-laws uh, you know very insistent uh, persistent uh, mother-in-law wanting to even name your own children for you you know that sort of thing believe yes me. It's, it's yes. unbelievable to me, but it's, no, it's uh, it's okay. Uh, so yeah. you, have to, you have to be in control. But then uh, you got the other uh, uh, in-law that very respectful. My mother-in-law was very respectful. Very mm. respectful. Yeah, she passed away already. And uh, she was so respectful that she asked me to perform uh, her memorial uh, wow. after she passed away. And I did. Wow. And, uh, so she was very respectful, always uh, knew her boundaries and 
and so forth. You know, mm-hmm. so, so sometimes you do have to teach others your boundaries. You know, uh, absolutely. I, I I truly believe that. I you know I, I always say that boundaries are really the blueprint that we give the people in our lives, um, the framework to teach them how to mm-hmm. treat us. Right? How? What is that? The the, the way that we want to be treated. And um, I, I think exactly, you know, the control, it's, it's, you know, agency. I need to have agency in my marital relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, being a good communication, uh, discussing all these uh, things we're talking about, I think will set you on the right path uh, for more of a successful marriage. But then after the fact, uh, sometimes there's things that get in the way. What have you found uh, the... Of course, uh, the social media has its benefits, mm. but I think uh, in some other ways it does. Uh, it can be very destructive. Uh, have you seen that to be a, a case in marriage relationships? Um, social media can be, yeah. you know, I think there certainly it can have its benefits. Um, I think social media can be problematic also in a lot of different ways. Social media can um, be a distraction. Uh, for a lot of couples, it can be a way for couples to, you know, an indi- a, a, a partner in the couple to escape. It can yeah. um, be, a, you know, an alternative or, or uh, a, a, you know, a, a method that a partner uses to uh, disengage mm-hmm. when the healthiest thing would be to, you know, uh, connect with the partner. Um I think social media also can um, impact uh, partner sense of satisfaction in their own relationship because they're seeing all these sort of picture perfect things on social media mm-hmm. and it can impact our own understanding or perspective of our relationship. Why isn't my relationship like that? Why am I not going on these trips? Why are we not right? And, you know, it becomes this kind of, comparison game and uh you know what the the saying is true that comparison is the thief of joy it can really impact my understanding Mm -hmm. and my gratitude for my present what is in fact in front of me right my um and, and so you know i would say the third thing that can be problematic for social media is dangerous connections that you can make with other people um that are not healthy you know people from the past i know Mm -hmm. a lot of affairs they start um through connections on social media so Mm -hmm. again all of this to say you know stop i I wouldn't you know recommend that couples just get off of social media i think there are ways to navigate social media that are healthy and appropriate um, that require discipline and um, require a healthy intention so yeah i agree with you i mean especially uh, things can get and go awry especially if you feel there's a disconnect between you and your spouse you know Uh, and you get on social media and so it it can be a problem sometimes but um, absolutely which should should be the incentive to to um, build on what you already have, and that's uh, your marriage. You know, uh, I, I hadn't asked you this, but uh, what do you think about arranged marriages? I, I know some from the Middle East that uh, uh, did get married under that arrangement. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
Oh, it's such a great question. You know, in the Indian culture, yes. arranged marriage is um, incredibly common, and mm-hmm. there are several, you know, I mean, hundreds of, you know, of thousands of success stories with regard to oh, yes. um, arranged marriage. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's not yeah. certainly, it's not particularly familiar to me. I think, yeah. you know, when families are involved in vetting, um, you know, vetting a potential partner for someone, there can be some benefit to that. Again, mm-hmm. particularly in communities where, um, you know, extended family relationships or multi-generational relationships are, mm-hmm. uh, you know communities are quite common exactly. um, so yeah. i can see the benefit of it uh yeah. i'm not familiar with uh you know arranged marriage i think if it starts that way if you are still you know practicing healthy communication and healthy yeah. you know repair then y- you could have a beautiful healthy successful mm-hmm. sustaining marriage exactly i agree with you I, I think it's a little more intuitive uh, for for a uh, an arranged marriage than a uh, let's say a, a dating website. Uh huh. Uh, to, to be honest with you, I, sure. I, I, think, I think it is. But we got parents are a little more intuitive. Uh, they know you, and and, and they give. You, give you yeah, your uh, their recommendations you know that sort of thing but yeah on a, on a dating website that's a little different that's uh, rather cold you know to me but uh, that sort of thing <clears throat> it's uh it is definitely um you know uh, uh, a unique way of meeting someone and it, the the dating websites have become i think a lot more common but i agree with yeah. you that yeah. um it can definitely feel strange right yep. that I think so. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, how? Um, what are some of the books uh, and, and uh, that you might recommend for us to learn and, and uh, on this topic uh, for my listenership? Uh, uh, that's a great question. So um, let's see. I would start with um, "Hold Me Tight." It's a book by Dr. Sue Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and that book has been around for, um, for a while. Sue Johnson is the founder of Emotion Focused Therapy. So I would recommend that one, um, first, Hold Me Tight. Uh, if someone hasn't read The Love Languages, it's classic, um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really powerful. It's been around for a long time, The Five Love Languages, and that's Gary Chapman. Um. Any book by um, John and Julie Gottman um, is a great resource for couples who are um, married or contemplating marriage. I think it's just a healthy book. Uh, They're they're just um, wonderful therapists and they've written a few books. Um, The Meaning of Marriage written mm-hmm. by um, last name Keller, the first name's Tim. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, and then the last thing, the last one I would say is anything by um, Les and Leslie Parrott. 
P A R R O T T. Lesson, lesson, parrot. Very good. Uh, well, good. Those are some good sources, some good titles, you know, that uh, gives you a pretty good idea uh, what uh, to look for. Um, before I let you go, uh, Julia, how can my audience reach out to you for uh, some direction, maybe some personal direction on this topic? Sure. Yeah. Um, the best way to reach me is through my website, and that mm -hmm. is juliehalltherapy.com. So okay. www.juliehalltherapy.com. You can also reach me via email at juliehalltherapy at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me there, right. uh, LinkedIn. But those are the two foremost ways. Very good. Do you offer a consultation? I do. 20-minute consultations. Yep. Okay. Good. Very good. So, yeah, I encourage my audience to reach out to you and, um, and to see if it's a good fit. And that'd be great, uh, Julie. I want to thank you for coming on your Lot and Parcel show. And, uh, Julie, I, I want to wish you the uh, continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. The theme music has been provided by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. We hope you will join us in supporting home and family through your monetary funding. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.